I would say we should put a joke in here, Graham, but I don't know if this is the right episode to do that. I mean, I did feel I did find some choice underwater jokes. Oh, then hit me with it. Okay. Where does seaweed look for a job? Where does seaweed look for a job? I don't know. In the kelp wanted section. <laughs> Dang it. I knew it was something kelp related. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, a game called Soma. At least that's how I pronounce it. Is that yeah. how you pronounce it, Graham? Yeah. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. I don't really see... Soma, maybe? I well, it's probably... Soma is a base word. What is it? It's like a... Like, somatic... Is it voice? I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't quite connect the name to the game, so let me look up Soma definition. Does it mean something? Uh, well, it's apparently in Greek it was a intoxicating or hallucinogenic beverage. Oh, okay. So I looked at the definition of Soma. The parts of an organism that other than the reproductive cells. So the uh, Or the body as distinct from the soul, mind, or psyche. Okay, well that that probably fits a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Graham, what did you think of, of of Soma? Yeah, it was uh, it was a really interesting game. Like it, um, I wasn't sure how like going into it how I was going to deal with it because it does have some horror elements to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, those weren't they weren't too bad, um, as I was able to get through it pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you had a really interesting story. And a surprisingly, like, good dialogue and characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think both both you and I went into it not knowing anything about it at all. No. Um, so I, I really wasn't sure uh, what to expect with it. Um, and the interesting thing is they this game originally came out in 2015, and then it launched for the Xbox One in 2017. And I believe at that time they added in what was called um, a safe mode. Yes. That you could play the game in. Um, so this is like your typical survival horror. Oh, there's a monster that I can't shoot. I got to hide and kind of sneak around it. It's made by the same guys who did um, oh, Penumbra, Amnesia. Amnesia, those ones. Yeah, um, which I didn't realize until after the game, which was kind of neat to see. Um, so yeah, I played quote-unquote normal mode where um, enemies can attack and kill you. And then Graham played in safe mode. Yes. Um, and so what what was safe mode like, Graham? Like, did you still, like, try and sneak around enemies? How did that work? So I kind of... I did try to kind of play into the spirit of it mm-hmm. and sneaking around. Um, basically, the thing was is that enemies, they couldn't necessarily kill you, um, but they would still act threatening towards you. And uh, so I feel like it it struck a pretty good middle ground, although there were a couple times where I was like, is this enemy, is this supposed to be an enemy? Is it not attacking like the there's pretty early on when you're underwater and that's the whole game. But um, (laughs) when you're out in the ocean and there's like robots with the red lights. Yeah. Yeah. 
are those supposed to attack you? Uh, yes. Okay. Because um, I just stood in front of them and they just talked angry at me. Um, but yeah, no, like the, the monsters were still threatening. And they still made the screen freak out and the music go crazy. Okay. But um, it really helped alleviate any frustration that I would feel with that. Because it's a stressful situation because the monsters are there. But then you also have to sneak around and if they get caught you. like, I was quite okay with not having to worry about the stealth aspects of it. Yeah. Um... And there were a couple times where I did just kind of walk up to the monsters and look at them because they were pretty weird and neat to look at. Yeah. See, I think they did a very good job of balancing out, okay, you know, these are the stealth aspects, but that wasn't the main portion of the game. Like, I would say the stealth only took up maybe a quarter of the total game content. Um, One thing that I don't like that games do is, is... I don't like when they penalize you for looking at what you're supposed to be hiding from. Okay. Um, and so, and they do that in Amnesia, and they do it in this game a little bit, where like you're not supposed to look at them because it freaks your guy out. It causes that that glitchy kind of <clears throat> static. Um, yeah, static. And that to me is really frustrating because it's like I, a, I want to know what the creature looks like because I'm I'm generally interested, and. B, I just kind of want to, I don't want I want to know where they're going and where they're at. So like I want to when I'm hiding from something in a game, I I want to kind of see it at all times basically. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So it just I mean, it wasn't too big of an issue in this game, but that that's kind of like a I don't know, kind of like a theme that or not really a theme, but a gameplay mechanic that a lot of horror games use like don't look at the creature cuz it's going to mess with your mind type scenario. Um Eldritch horror kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, though, um, most horror games, like if something sees you and catches you, it kills you. In Soma, um, that doesn't really that doesn't happen necessarily. You, like you have health basically, okay. So you can get caught like twice, and then get killed, or once and then get killed. So it's like even if you get caught once, you just kind of get knocked out, and then you're kind of like, and then you wake up, the monster's gone, you're in the same place you were when you got caught, and then you kind of are, like, disoriented a little bit mm-hmm. um, until you find uh, a healing station. So I thought that was interesting, but also really undercut the... Tension? The tension a little bit. I, 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 I was a lot less careful than I probably would have been had that not been the case. I ran around a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I know I got, I was playing it pretty cautiously in the early game, like it was crawling around places. And then I was like, hmm, yeah, you know, I'm just going to run Yeah, after well, a while. I, yeah. I think like early game, I was trying to size up like, okay, how scary is this game going to be? Exactly. Am I really going to be scared of it? Um, and for the most part, I, I, I wouldn't say I was ever really scared. Um, I certainly wasn't scared when, like, the robots were chasing you. Because to me, robots aren't that scary. Or at least the robots in the in this game were not that scary. Like the monsters? Uh, <clears throat> so, like, the, the first monster you fight or you, you have to run away from is, like, a corrupted monster. 
bankrupt by the the gel, the structure oh, yeah. gel. And oh, I didn't yeah. think I didn't think he looked too scary. Um, the robots with the red lights, I didn't find them too scary. Um, but pretty, I mean, those are the only two creatures that are really robots. The rest are all like corrupted humans. I think those yeah. are pretty scary looking, and uh, it's intense when they start chasing you. Yeah, the music picks up, and, and they screech, and the screen goes crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. One thing. So that's like that's the horror aspect of it. Um. This is also it's it's like a puzzle game per kind of. Um. Yeah. But, for anyone who doesn't know, you're basically trapped at the bottom of the ocean. Uh. And you're trying to get. You're trying to get to this arc that has copies of all the people or a bunch of people like their minds inside of it to launch it into space. Right. Because the surface world has been destroyed by a comet. Yeah. So the last remnants of humanity are in this underwater base. Um, and you just wake up there uh, totally out of the blue and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I did like, I felt like the puzzles were not like, I guess you could say maybe formulaic. Like no no puzzle was similar to another puzzle. No, there was nothing repeated. Which was, it was really nice. It, it kept things fresh and it, it felt natural as well. It's just like the puzzle was, you know, most of the time was, you know, how do I make this technology that's starting to fail work, you know, and you got to hook this up over here. You got to pull that power cord in there. You got to type on the terminal here or there. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the puzzles were very well done. Um, none of them were, were like super elaborate, you know, um, it might be a, a question of like, okay, go find these three items. And then each of those items is like kind of stuck behind a puzzle you have to figure out. So, um, it kept the pace, I think, uh, flowing well, the, yeah. the level design. So, yeah. Um, I did experience a lot of frustration playing the game. Okay. Because like while the there aren't the puzzles aren't too bad, a lot of the times I would struggle to just <clears throat> perceive what I'm supposed to do in the situation. Mm. And then once once I like figured out what I'm supposed to do, that was fine. But um like the one puzzle where you're saying, Oh, you have to go to the different areas and um like find three different items the uh, a couple times there i just could not tell what i was supposed to do in those circumstances like there's a puzzle where you have to cl- connect all of the boxes with a line um on the terminal right. and i couldn't tell <clears throat> that um you could actually move your cursor up into the area hmm. um because it told you, oh, the the lock is in this specific room. So I was like, okay, I have to go to that room and solve the puzzle. But then that room is locked. And so it took me like a good 10 minutes to figure it out. Hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see see your point. Like the game doesn't really have a objective like marker or reminder. The only thing that I noticed that the game does to remind you of your objective is when you're loading in. Oh, yeah. When I would load into a save file, I'd be like, this is what's happening, blah, 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 blah. 
you need to go find this 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 and that which is helpful when you're coming back into it after being away but like there might be a there may have been a couple times where like i i paused the game to you know go do something like make dinner or whatever and came back and it's like oh what was i doing exactly yeah uh (laughs) there was a so there were a number of times where i was like okay where am i supposed to go now yeah and i for me that was basically anytime i was underwater yeah i didn't really know where to go uh for the most part so that that was a little frustrating on the other hand though and i mentioned this before when we're talking about it graham i feel like that's an aspect that some gamers might really like the no hand-holding type you know level design of just hey figure it out basically um so i I could see why i i don't think it i don't think it was unintentional let me put it that way okay i i kind of feel like it wasn't necessarily intentional i feel kind of like it was a bit of a i i don't know i don't know how to describe it i feel like they didn't signpost it quite well enough. Some areas, okay. Okay. like yeah. some of the time, I could tell exactly where I was supposed to go, like a good chunk of the time. Like you look for the lights. You always look for the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would look for the lights, but I wouldn't be able to figure out the next step. Um, yeah. And there were a few times where you're just you're running up and down a corridor looking for where the turn is to get to where you actually need to go and uh i don't know i felt it broke a little bit of my immersion okay did you find that um over time it got better in that regard as you learned the game a little more or do you find did you find it was consistent throughout i found it was consistent throughout okay all right but like that's like one of the only issues i really had with the game was yeah the kind of the environmental flow yeah but um like the story and like it was very interesting not well, not necessarily super thought provoking all the time but what were you going to say yeah i was going to say we're kind of hitting on a theme the past couple of weeks uh unintentionally oh yeah um well to me this this is kind of like the game kind of combines the last two games we've played. You know, Detroit, Become Human, and To the Moon. Um, okay, The yeah. idea of A, artificial life, and then also B, copying memories. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, again, if you haven't played the game, the, 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 the game starts out in 2015 in Toronto, and you go in for a brain scan because you are bleeding from your brain because of an accident, and the doctor makes a mental or like a digital scan of, of your brain and all your memories. And then you wake up like a hundred light years later. Uh, and you basically, as you play throughout the game, you learn that, uh, <clears throat> of course, your copy, your old self, your real self died. And you're basically just like a robot in mm-hmm. this world of other human slash robots. Um, and so the game like you said Graham it's not very super thought provoking like like consistently throughout but they do have these moments of like of questions that they ask that I, I found to be thought provoking okay for, yeah. for example like Simon the main character says 
you know, um, what happens when we die? You know, are are we going to go to an afterlife where the the human me already exists, or will it just be nothing? Huh? I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, which is in, like, <clears throat> which is which is interesting because it get it it, it kind of builds upon like okay, so artificial life is life, but it talks a lot about the identity of the individual, like who am I really? Yeah, and um, a lot of some of the things that were more thought provoking for me was, <clears throat> excuse me, Simon's sort of ignorant about it. For about the third third of the game or so. Well, even after that, like one of the one of the big, uh, I guess, plot plot points of the game is when you copy yourself into a different body, <clears throat> and then there are essentially two Simons in the same instance in time. Yeah, and that really upsets Simon, um, and and he's really upset about it because he didn't realize that was what was going to happen, and later on in the game, that happens again. Where at the very end of the game, you make a copy of yourself onto the Ark and shoot it into space, um, but Simon didn't doesn't realize that, and it's, so it's like si- but Simon's ignorant of the fact that like, because he, he says something to the effect like, like I'm I'm not on that ship. We were supposed to be on that ship, when uh, like that's not me. I believe that's what he says. That's not me, but he's not even the the original Simon. <laughs> No. From the start of the game. I never so even thought like, of that, yeah. <clears throat> so, again, Simon's... It's interesting because it's like... You are you are playing as the same character throughout the entire game, but you're not, really. And and that's what Simon doesn't... Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting in that regard, right? Like, who is who is Simon, really? Yeah, and you have to think, like, he was a one of the original test subjects, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been brought back probably hundreds of times over the last hundred years. Yeah. So like it's uh yeah, no, the the concept of what is the self, I guess. Yeah. And and the game does do like a really clever twist right at the end where you your point of view is not from the Simon who leaves the arc and gets a happy ending but the one who has to stay behind and it's just like, okay, what do I do now? And I don't know. I, th- I found that was probably one of the most powerful moments of the game. See, I kind of wish they would have done it in the inverse. How where, so? Where like the main game ends with Simon waking up on the arc and it's all beautiful. And you see this, the ship launching into the space. And then after the credits, you, you go back to the original Simon, who's still at the space gun. Yeah, because they they do show you on the arc. Yeah, after the credits. I I mean I guess it could go either way. Like that moment is very climactic, um, but like the the game is kind of like it ends on this sour note. But then it then the after credit scene is it's very po- well, not very positive, but it's more positive, yeah. right? So it's kind of like that thematic imbalance is a little off and I think it would have been cool to maybe subvert the player and say, yeah, you did make it. Everything's fine and dandy. And then after the credits, oh, this other Simons is still here. Hmm. And alone, basically. Yeah, I could see 
I could see that. I feel like um, either going like that way or have it so that we only see the Simon yeah. in, in, the, in the deep. Yeah. And not see the arc scene because the arc scene almost it was like undercut. Yeah, it undercut the because you don't know like you originally didn't know if it worked at all. Yeah. And like if you left the game there of did we succeed and now we're here and we have nothing more to do. The world is ending. The world has ended. What do we do now? I feel like that's a really interesting place to leave. So mm. it, it's interesting that they did give us that happy ending. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a very somber ending because like the ending is, um, you see you see the arc in space, you know th- what remains of humanity if you want to call it that, and the, but you also see the Earth just destroyed. Um, yeah, so it, it's interesting. Even the concept of the arc itself, like... Just a it's, computer it's simulation. Even, well, that's just it, right? It's like, it's basically just um, something to make the last humans feel better about their situation. Because the arc won't last forever. Um, no. You know, you know, granted it doesn't hit anything or anything like that. Sure, it lost a thousand years, but... You know, you're all you're doing is prolonging. Not, you could call it humanity, but is it really humanity, right? Um, yeah, the game asks you about like prolonging suffering quite a few times. It does, yeah. Because you quite often have the opportunity to like either ends like ending your copy's life or unplugging someone, like. One of the first actions you do, actually, is, like, unplugging a robot that has a human trapped inside of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it gives you that power and kind of makes you question it. Yeah, and I and I do like that they give you a couple of, of times you, you get to make the choice yeah. of doing it or not. And so I'm interested, Graham, what your choices were, because there were what four instances of, of those types of choices okay um so there's the initial legacy copy of simon yeah that you come across did you delete it no okay see i deleted it okay um, did you say anything about that yeah he's like so Catherine, old simon's gone i i've, I've deleted him he's he's no more basically yeah um you know nobody will be able to bring me back again kind of type thing mm-hmm um, and then there is when they, when Simon's copied for the first time, and then there are the two Simons in the room. Um, did you kill the original, did you kill, <laughs> did you kill the Simon, the original robot Simon? No. You didn't. Okay. Interesting. So I killed him. Okay. Um, what happened, did anything happen for you after that? Does he ever show up again? He doesn't show up again, but he... There is a line of dialogue when they're going down uh, the elevator, the lift, and he's like, I, I couldn't do it. Mm. I'm assuming on your side there was a line that was like, I did it and this is why. Yeah, I was a little miffed with Catherine because she's like, I don't want to really, Talk I don't really it. want, 
Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she didn't really want to be plugged in while you did it. No. Um, so, like, they do talk about it briefly. Um, but to me, it was interesting because, like, again, going back to, like, Simon's ignorance, he, he still thinks that he's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, <laughs> like, he's very he, egocentric. Yeah. Like, I, I am the original Simon, even though he's not. No, every Simon thinks they're yeah. the original. Yeah. So, um, for me, the reason I, I turned him off is that I didn't... Because of Simon's reaction to other people who are just stuck in stasis or stuck on a computer chip somewhere, I didn't think that this Simon should just sit here for the rest of eternity, you know, turned hmm. off, essentially. Um, hmm. So, yeah. I I shut him down. Yeah, I guess I was thinking that, like, there's a little bit that I was like, okay, well, it's like a backup, but also just, I don't know, it's one of those questions that I can't quite answer. Well, again, it's like... <laughs> What's the value of a human soul, love... kind of? Right. But, <laughs> but is it a soul? Exactly. Yeah. Um... And I think that that's what this game maybe does a little bit better than Detroit Become Human, or at least for me, it's like in that game, I'm like, oh, yeah, I consider artificial intelligence to be life. But in this game, it's like, okay, so it is. I do I consider it life, and if I do, is it a life that has a soul? Is it a human still? Um, you know, those questions that kind of make maybe test that that preconceived notion that I had that it's a life. Um, Simon's question about the afterlife actually hit me really hard. It's like, well, you know, it does, it doesn't have a soul because soul is, the soul is tied to the afterlife in theory. Yeah. So, like, yeah. If one Simon made the choice and then the different Simon made a different choice, mm. like it's, it's actually kind of interesting because we were talking a little bit during the Detroit about, um, if they didn't look like humans, would we still consider them the same? Yeah. Yeah. And in in this game they don't they don't look like humans necessarily. They're still humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Catherine. Yeah. Well, yeah, Catherine's not. She's just a chip with a yeah. human face. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what about the la so what about the last surviving human? I let her live really was she upset with you no that's kind of what surprised me was she's like okay be safe <laughs> that's it yeah wow okay i i did decide to um enter life mm -hmm. at her request um just because she said i don't want to she's i think she said i don't want to dry up like a raisin yeah she you was know? a little so I, wry about it yeah so i was like well Okay, and so um, I, I disabled the life support, and uh, she's like, well, will you stay with me? And then, so I did, and then she just she talks for about a minute, hmm. uh, and then says, be careful, and then passes away. So I thought that was, it was, it was really interesting, because it's like, again, <clears throat> everyone refers to the Ark as like humanity's last hope, but this is the last human that yeah. that i'm talking to um i mean 
barring any type of reproduction that can be done in the ark, this is the last human who was at, who ever live basically. Yeah. Um, so that again, that I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I definitely felt like the game, the intended path was to turn it off. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was. Part of me was thinking like, okay, well, the Simon that gets left behind can just go and talk with her for a while. Oh, Graham, that's cute. <laughs> uh, so okay, I I had this like mental image yeah. of like the th- the the two Simons that got left behind and the woman and Catherine. They they just kind of have a party. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, just before the arc section, Simon Khan talks about like, um, I wonder what the world up there looks like. Mm-hmm. And you know that'd be kind of cool to go see it, and so I thought after the game, it's like it's too bad Simon couldn't have just realized there's more, there's still more to do on Earth if he wants to, right? Like yes, their task is done, but that doesn't mean that their life is over, yeah, and that they have to die down there. So, but I mean, it, it, again, it's a real tragic ending. It is. Yeah. Basically, yeah, Catherine, um, they get angry at each other because Simon feels like Catherine lies to her. And then Catherine shorts out because of her anger and has, dies, essentially. And then you, you just hear so, everything kind of goes black and, and Simon's pleading for Catherine to come back and then credits roll. So it's a very bleak, bleak ending, certainly. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the end of the Beginner's Guide, actually. Hmm interesting yeah this game for me it reminded me a lot of firewatch i don't know if you've ever played firewatch i've seen a playthrough of it um just just that kind of um interaction between these two individuals um it it felt very similar to me um Mm, yeah, yeah i can see that yeah uh so the last choice graham did you kill the wow or did you let it live oh that was a choice yeah, I, yeah, you could have walked away. Oh, I didn't even know that was a choice. Yeah. So I killed it. Yeah, so did I. I was... I'm a little confused by, uh, by the WoW slash Ross subplot. Honestly, um, like I feel like that was... It almost felt like a separate part of the game. Like yeah. there was this talk about copies and all that. And then there's this also the WoW that's trying to save humanity in but, a really perverted way yeah and then there's the english voice guy in your head yeah uh that uh he eventually shows up and he's just kind of there and we find out his identity at one point is that what you said ross yeah his name's ross yeah so i like that was part of the game that i really liked actually when he was getting in your head Oh, and I like, like that too. When you were at looking at terminals and they would tell you stuff or he would solve puzzles for you. Oh, to man. me, that, that is more effective horror than just a monster somewhere, right? So, that was that was very cool when it, it gives you the key code. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, I couldn't really assess what he was wanting. Um, so, like, I, maybe I just, I missed too many black boxes or... or 
recordings of what the WoW really was doing or what it was um, and what killing it would do. So um, I, th- I think yeah. if I can briefly, from what I gathered, it's it realized that humanity was no more on the surface. Mm-hmm. And so its idea of preserving humanity was to kill it and then inject it with the the black goo to make it alive and right. it would never die right and so like it does that to the fish and the wildlife and it kind of has this um corrupted idea of what life is mm-hmm. so i suppose in that sense the wow is offering a different perspective on what is life but i don't feel like it was as as clearly uh communicated yeah hmm. yeah no that's yeah. kind of i wonder what would happen if we if you had left it alive then yeah yeah i have to watch a youtube video or something yeah yeah so um yeah so you kill it and then ross gets killed there are a couple of um, antagonists in the game, but they don't ever really stick around too long. No, because um, there's the guy who ripped out his eyes. At, uh, oh, is that Parks? That it was. That takes, so the problem takes... is, is that there's like twenty people, yeah, there's and a you lot of never characters. meet any of them. Um, like you just hear them, and it's like Stratsky, and Stratsky was a good guy, I think, and then there was a different guy who went to theta and got corrupted and then brought the corruption back over to and the the location names unfortunately were pretty hard to keep in my head yeah because well the one guy he wasn't i don't think he was corrupted i think he took two corrupted things to theta with the intention of killing everybody okay but and 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 like over t- the biggest thing for me I couldn't figure out when I was coming along in the story because um everything kind of breaks down like 13th and 14th of January that's when everything goes falls apart yeah. but I couldn't tell if like I was coming in like 6 hours later, 1 day later years a- a- apparently it's like 4 months afterwards okay. and so that really confused me because earlier on you can find one of the humans like all you know um like infected by the wow but in the location she said she was going to go to get to the tram or whatever and she doesn't look like like that corrupted like she's speaking to you normally um and then you can kill her if you want to um and so it's like okay maybe i'm just following behind the storyline of everything kind of going to pieces. Um, but apparently you come in months months later. Uh, so that was a little confusing to me because it's like, okay, so when, you know, when is this chain of events happening? Am I going to run into this Parks guy? I don't really, I didn't find out what happened to him in the end. Um, the people sort of escape, but they all die in some other ways. It's, there, like you said, there's so many characters. There's lots of... Um, loose ends i guess yeah and yeah i think they 
because they bring the Ark to the place. And then they're like, nah, we're actually not going to do it. And then I think they travel all the way back up. And then die. And then they all lose their heads. Somehow. I'm still not clear on that. Well, because doesn't the WAP blow their heads up? Is that it? I think so. Because they were... That, that doesn't make sense, though. Because cause I know that the WoW was, like, in distress and therefore causing them to be... Because they have the black boxes, right? What was so, the black box, even? Was it just... So, it's like a, I think it's like a mental implant that uh, to record things. And so, um, okay. you can record or you can listen to somebody's last moments yeah. with the black box. But all of them lost their heads, so therefore the black box is destroyed. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was like the WoW and... F- like. Um, trying to sending, stop you? Uh, no, no, no. Sending out more like, uh, like I guess some sort of computer radio waves that were negatively impacting the crew there. Um, you know, causing them nosebleeds, lack of sleep, higher stress, and so I, I guess I thought they all blew up at the same time, but again, that's not confirmed. Okay. Well, there was the one. No, there was the one. One person. Who wanted to go to Alpha to kill the WoW? Yeah, and so I think that's why the WoW killed them all. Maybe. I again, it's hard to know. I again, it's one of those games where there's so much lore and like audio logs and and emails and stuff like that. You could definitely piece the story together, but well, I'm certain uh, people have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we we've we haven't <laughs> clearly. Um, but I, I, I do like that about these types of games. Like the, the more, if you want to go more in depth, you can go more in depth into the story. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it's, it's a neat thing about a game like this or any kind of media that can make you think about these kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Like anything that not forces, but makes you think about these kind of like deeper topics. I, don't know, I think it's valuable. Oh, I, I agree. Especially coming off the heels of, of Detroit. It, it was, it was interesting to me to be like, kind of, I guess, reassess my, my beliefs on that kind of stuff. Like again, artificial life and, mm-hmm. and what it means. Um, yeah, it, it was a very interesting game. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Well, um, one, one thing I want to just make a note of is the sound design. Mm. Like, the sound design was top-notch, I felt. Yeah, I feel like they just the design in general, like the the, the atmosphere, the the attention to detail, the, the uh, just the inv- objects in the environment, I thought that was really well mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Um, like even the bases between themselves, they didn't they didn't look all the same, right? They had their own characteristics. Um, yeah, no, the they did a really good job, like with the attention to detail. And, and you're right, like the sound design was um, extraordinary. I I I put on my headphones once to play with the headphones on, and I said, I don't think I can do this because it's <laughs> it's too real. <laughs> once I put it on my head, my ears. <laughs> oh yeah, like you've. You feel like things are crawling around in the vents, like above you, and 
Yeah. You can hear things drop. It's just, it, it's great. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, so I would recommend it. Um, I was, I was sort of expecting Catherine to kind of like screw you over in the end and like leave you behind or something like that. But, uh, I, I, I did like the relationship that they had together. Um, tenuous as it was. Yeah. And it's, again, it's unfortunate that she dies basically in the end. Um, yeah. cause I, I do feel like, like they could have had a life together on earth. Mm hmm. So they, they could have, I don't know, been friends. Yeah. I think they were friends. Yeah. When you say they were friends, I would say they were friends. I would say that they were friends. I, although I feel like Simon's not a very trusting individual. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, Catherine is also very um, deceitful. She does deceive him a couple of times. Yeah. So, one one interesting about Catherine is um, because she's connected to an Omni tool, she can only have awareness when she's plugged into some sort of terminal. Mm-hmm. So, for her, uh, they talk a little bit about it. Like time is like instantaneous, and there's no. She's like it's going to sleep, but you never rest. Kind of. You're just yeah. waking up instantly one place and another, and you have to kind of get your bearings again. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, in, in contrast to Simon, who is constantly alert and aware of his surroundings. Yeah. He can so. never he can never be asleep either, but it's in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So what do you think you would give this game a rating? I don't know if it fits on our scale. I was thinking a Nauto would fit pretty well for uh, like the deductive aspects of it, but it there's nothing really too horror. Yeah, in Persona. about Persona, at least at least the fourth one. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I could rate it. I would probably rate it somewhere in like and now to maybe a kanji. I don't know. Kanji's yeah. kind of coming to my mind because it's like he he's a well scary on the outside kind of thing. Yeah, scary on the outside, I guess. And he's also kind of like naive in a way, and, okay. and a little gullible, I think, to it. The more um to the more like in, intelligent or or logical people like Naoto. Hmm. so. And I kind of feel like that kind of he he kind of fits a good makes a good Simon. Hmm. Lacking maybe the intimidation for Simon, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Simon's more like a Yosuke. <laughs> Simon is a bit of a Yosuke. Yeah, he's kind of well. He's like an everyman, right? He doesn't have yeah. any talent. Like he doesn't have any talents, or he's just kind of fish out of water. So yeah, I I I could see your reasoning with a nauto so let's go let's go with that mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i like this game much more than amnesia so i don't know if that says anything but that's good yeah yeah all right yeah well thanks everybody for listening yes, uh, thank you boy what are we gonna do next i don't know do we have a game plan for next time uh we, we'll, we'll have something. We'll, we'll have to discuss it after the episode. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, 
but yeah, if you uh, if you like us, please leave a comment uh, on our Facebook page or a review on iTunes. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Please tell your friends. We do appreciate it. That's how we grow. So thank you again for listening, and we will see you in two weeks.